0: Come to Board with Video Games, the gaming podcast that strives for the right balance of coverage for games to play on your table and on your television. We're a proud member of the PSVG Podcast Network and thrilled to be part of the Dice Network Network at night. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Josh, is going to be one of those nights, man. That's OK. <laughs> <laughs> thrilled to be part of the Dice Tower Network as well. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Hyman, and joining me on this call of adventure, the guy who always tells the truth and only the truth. Josh Borboni, how are you doing this evening?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm very tired, but I'm good. And uh, is someone who tells the truth and only tells the truth, by definition, a liar?
0: How would they be a liar?
1: Because they say that they, they, they tell the truth and only tell the truth. No, no one has never not told a lie.
0: I mean, that's potentially true. There's, I mean, there's got to be someone who's never lied, right?
1: I doubt it. Even you, if you're including white lies, there's no way. That As a, a kid, everyone lies.
0: That that is true. As a child, I think everyone does lie at some point. <laughs> yes, um, that's a good point. Man, Nobody you know, tells the truth. <laughs> <laughs> professional podcasters would probably go re uh, back and re-record that intro, but we're just gonna go with it. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be good.
1: We don't get paid. That makes us that's, technically that's not <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: that is accurate, Josh. That is very accurate. Uh yeah. So that obviously will you know that that truth part telling thing will will come up a little bit later in the show with uh, one of our topics so we'll see how it goes there but oh no yeah. you
1: wrote uh this link might be helpful and i never opened it
0: <laughs> oh that's fine it, it'll be helpful for just explaining things and giving okay. examples right, but we'll, we right. can cover it when we get to it that's totally fine not a big deal at all uh how's your weekend been josh
1: mm, very busy very busy uh but good my son turns five tomorrow it's kind of crazy uh, that's
0: ridiculous.
1: Yeah, we've been that's podcasting kind of,
0: longer than that. I would say I remember when you didn't have a kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I barely, I barely do, but I also <laughs> remember. Uh, so yeah, so we 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 uh took them out all day and all night last night, and then today we had a uh, friends and family over for cake. So I we. <laughs> I was on trampolines yesterday, and my whole body hurts. <laughs> oh, for sure, Because uh, he, he might be five, but I'm forty so <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, it was a lot of fun though, and very exhausting for all three of us, so uh, you know, and we slept in a hotel last night, so for for him and us, you know that means not the best sleep,
0: yeah, what uh, kind of cake
1: just a regular old like sheet cake it had transformers on it. Uh, gotcha. Got it from BJ's. I don't know if you guys have BJ's out there, but.
0: We do not have BJ's Basically the Sam's here.
1: Club of the East or the Costco of the East.
0: Okay. Okay. I didn't know if, you know, I didn't know what age kids started having like a favorite cake or a, or a type of cake they wanted for their birthday. He other doesn't than eat cake. The so, art that's on top of it.
1: Yeah. He doesn't eat cake. So it was for everybody else. I shouldn't say he doesn't eat cake. He won't eat cake. It's not like we haven't let him. He just doesn't want it
0: interesting i don't know that yeah. i've met many kids who don't want cake
1: he doesn't eat any sweets he doesn't like it he doesn't he doesn't even eat ice cream
0: i mean <laughs> i don't want to be judgmental about your almost five-year-old child here but i'm feeling a little judgmental <laughs> towards your almost five-year-old child here
1: yeah we don't know what's wrong with them either
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's a good problem to have i guess yes it's not even is, really a problem, i always
1: but... reflect back on that part it's a good problem to have
0: yeah and it, really i guess it's not even really a problem
1: No soda, barely any juice, only like cranberry juice or orange juice is what he'll drink. Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, he likes Doritos and Funyuns, though, so he does have his vices, (laughs) just not the typical
0: ones. (laughs) I can see that. I'm, I'm someone who, see, my problem is, is while I like sweet things. When it comes to cravings, I crave savory things. Yeah. So like at 10 o'clock at night, if, you know, someone's like, oh, I'm going to have like a quick like piece of cake for dessert. I'm like, I want pizza. So that's <laughs> where that's yeah. the problem for me is that when you crave savory things, there's never like it's very hard to like uh, satisfy that craving in a way that is like healthy. <laughs> it's yes. Like remotely healthy. So. Yeah. But
1: Yeah, he won't eat pizza either, so it's always fun. Oh, man, no pizza food.
0: even? No, <laughs> no pizza. Macaroni and cheese? <laughs>
1: nope.
0: I mean, again, I don't want to be judgmental about a, a five-year-old, but I <laughs> feel like I'm passing judgment pretty hardcore here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, uh he's a very picky eater.
0: What about dino nuggies?
1: He does eat chicken nuggets. Okay. So we got that going for us. I, I did get a little bit of
0: crap from my partner the other day because... Um, I was gonna get pick up some chicken nuggets and I wanted to get dino nuggies and she's like what are you doing you are a 40 plus year old man I'm like but they're on sale like who cares if they're in dinosaur shape she's like just buy chicken strips like an adult I'm like but I want the dino nuggies like so yeah you know no big deal it's fine Mm -hmm. but that sounds like a good weekend though Josh uh sounds like a lot of fun trampolines are always a good time hey okay Weird question. Have you ever, like, broken your foot or anything? I broke my arm. Okay. We were That's having a like, conversation good. at work about uh, breaking feet. Yeah. And I was just curious if you if you had ever broken your foot. Because everyone who breaks their foot, you, there's always some story about, almost always it's like, I jumped in basketball and landed on someone. Or I was yeah. playing volleyball and landed on someone. Like, it's always something like that. Uh, but I didn't break my foot, but I broke three toes uh, by uh participating in an inflated inflatable obstacle course <laughs> so i always just like feel like kind of a clown when everyone's like oh i was playing this really rough and tough basketball game and i was like i was running through this obstacle course and I, I came down the slide <laughs> <laughs> and i broke my toes yeah so it was pretty good but uh you were very kind josh and reached out to me we had some tornadoes in iowa oh yes uh, and you were very kind and reached out to be like, were those close to you? And I was like, they, and they were like three hours away from me. So we were fine here, though. The weather here has been very weird. Uh, but then, Josh, I was able to share with you a, a fun little fact about the state of Iowa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that the tornadoes happened in uh, Madison County, which is the movie, The Bridges of Madison County. That's where it's, it's set in. So there you go. If you ever want to come to Iowa, folks, you can go check out the bridges of Madison County uh, and see some very nice covered bridges. So fun facts. found. Yes. Okay, Josh, our pregame this week favorite lyric or lyrics in a song any lyrics that you feel some sort of kinship to when it comes to music or that you just enjoy it doesn't have to be like some deep seated like <laughs> connection that you're like this these lyrics changed my life yeah but does any of that kind of stick out to you when people talk about like lyrics that they're like oh that's is either cool or it means something or I, you know i it, it's something that comes up from time to time outside of the context of just listening to the song anything like that Josh. when it comes to musical lyrics
1: uh i would say not typically i definitely have like favorite songs and stuff but i do i do have a lyric tattooed on my body so i should probably reference that one right
0: <laughs> that seems like a big a big winner then in that situation
1: <laughs> uh it's it's a death cat for cutie song actually um it, the the what i have tattooed on me is a quote from the song where it says fear is the heart of love. That is what I have tattooed Uh on my arm. Uh, Fear
0: is the heart of love.
1: And in the song, it's not in the song. It's referenced differently than how I take it. That's okay. In the song, it's not necessarily a positive uh, line, but I always Mm -hmm. considered it as like uh, love is being scared for someone and of rejection and all those types of things so it's more like a acknowledging that with love there is fear and vice versa i think so that's kind of what it means for me at least that's what i thought when i heard the song so that's why i got it
0: gotcha that's good that's good i don't have any any lyrics tattooed on my body so i I don't know that anywhere I'm going to compare but any others that come to mind or is that kind of the one that sticks out most for you
1: yeah i mean honestly um uh, it's kind of weird like growing up i never i wasn't the type of person to remember um song titles uh unless they're like explicitly said in the song uh which makes it easier to remember them um i never really there was a point when i was a teenager that like i would get a cd for christmas i would put it in my walkman and then read the lyrics in the mm-hmm. in the thing uh in the thing in the C D slip, but they stopped putting those in CDs like Yeah, they did not too long after that started. So it was more about uh just listening to music a bunch of times to get the lyrics. <laughs> uh so I don't know that I have anything like super like prevalent on my mind. Like, oh I remember exactly happiness is a warm gun. What does that mean? I think that's pretty cool, <laughs> but like I don't have like favorite favorites. You must though, because I know you're I, I have a lot, person. and yeah.
0: and most of them are just some of them are from really well known songs, and like especially songs that you, you wouldn't expect people to take something from, I guess would be the best way to put it. But when I hear a lyric that I'm like, that lyric just seems really poignant in a song that otherwise isn't, I always find that fascinating. Yeah. Um, so easy example off the top of my head. Uh, and this is something and the reason this song, this lyric like sticks out to me is I, I say it all the time to people like when things are because I'm someone who I talk about. I love change like yeah. at work or wherever. Like <laughs> I love when things change and most people don't. But for me, I'm it. a big fan of it. Yeah. Like Josh <laughs> yeah. hates it. Um, but in the song Closing Time by Semi there's a line that every new beginning comes from some other beginnings. end yes and like that to me is just really like a really easy way to sub like that summarizes like why i don't mind change like it just when people get like super nervous about it or people get worked up about it for me it's like this really nice like encapsulation of like hey it's gonna be fine like we got here because something else changed and probably things are going to change in the future it's going to be okay you know and for me that lyric has always been something that's really stuck out um and still something that like I use like in a professional setting even which is why I think it sticks with me and I think it's really interesting. Um so that's one um the song Snuff by Slipknot.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh why why are you laughing Josh?
1: It's just funny. that's just funny sentence st-
0: someone for someone to I know to be play. like hey what's your really like hey, that's memorable Snuff lyric Snuff you. from Slipknot. <laughs> Well there's this Sl- Slipknot song called Snuff. Um but in it there's a line that, uh, that says angels lie to keep control. Hmm. Which I've always thought was very like, again, I'm going to use the word poignant a lot for all of this, but a a nice summary of like, you know, where we put people in our lives and kind of the positions we put them in, especially people that we care deeply about and like kind of how we envision them um, and the roles that they play. So that's just one that like I luckily haven't had to use a lot in my life, but just one that I thought like really stuck with me and listening to that song, especially the acoustic version of that song. Um, That that line really, really sticks out. I only have, like, three more left, so it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wh- another super, super popular song that has one that I think is reflective of all of us um, is The Wallflower's One Headlight, where uh-huh. he says, man, I ain't changed, but I know I ain't the same. This is just idea of, like, all of us are like, I have never changed. Like, I am the same person that I was. No, we're not. Like, we yeah. aren't. Like, no matter <laughs> how much we think we haven't changed, like, we are dre- ideally, hopefully, not the same people we were well, you're
1: forced again. to change, yeah. So everyone has changed in one way or the other.
0: Yeah. Um. So that I always just like you know I think is a good reminder that you know how we view ourselves and what we think about ourselves, even if we think we aren't any different, we definitely are different. Um. And then the song, "Jeremy" by Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Just Jeremy spoke in class today. Just when you know the meaning of that song, that's just very powerful. Um. Especially like as someone who works in education and just knowing like gun violence in schools has not gone down since the song came out in the early nineties and just kind of all, how all of that works. And granted that situation that that song is about, isn't, you know, a student shooting other people, but it still, you know, talks about cries for help and how we treat one another and, and, and all of that good stuff. So yeah, Josh, has there ever been a song that makes you super, super sad?
1: I'm sure there has been, uh, <sighs> man, it's, it's a memory thing. There's like songs that I uh, I won't even uh, like track until they start playing and then all of a sudden you get those like floods of memories. Right. Uh or albums or songs. Um uh I don't know that I can say that I've heard a song and cr- like cried though, but I mean there's definitely like November Rain is a pretty sad and mm. tragic story song. Um but I don't I don't I don't uh, have like a specific memory tied to like sadness and a song.
0: I think I, there's very few songs like there, I shouldn't say that in a, in musicals. There's a ton of songs that have made me cry, but I was specifically like not counting those for this. Just thinking of more like mainstream like songs that you hear on the radio or you know have music videos and things like that. Uh, yeah. I don't cry at the music like for the Metallica song One. Like I don't cry at it. But that music video is ridiculously insane. Like it is so intense about what that song is about and kind of what's going on there. But the one song, the first time I heard it that I just like cried and I felt like such a sucker because it is purposely setting you up to be sad. Like this whole point of the song is to make you feel like poop. Um, And it totally worked for me was um, Terrible Things by Mayday Parade.
1: I don't know that I know that
0: one. Oh, that song. It is. Oh, my gosh. Well, when we're done with the podcast, you can listen yeah. to it. But <laughs> that song, my gosh. I I was like, I know where this is going. I know exactly where this is going. And then I really, really thought about it. I was like, this is so sad. This is so incredibly sad. Why would you do this? Uh, but, yeah. I mean, the song's called Terrible Things. Like, what would you expect, right? Yeah. So it totally set me up. But, hey, listener, what are your favorite lyrics or song titles or things songs that made you cr- sad or cry? We want to know. Um, again, we really appreciate all the people who are responding like in the discord and stuff. That's great. Yes. Um, so please do let us know favorite lyrics or lyrics in the song that you really remember that really are important to you um, that maybe you have tattooed on your body uh, or <laughs> yeah. just songs that, you know, make you really sad because I I was like hearing about those. Uh, I was talking to someone the other day about a TV show that I should watch and they're like, oh, you should totally watch it. It's really depressing though. I was like, perfect. Let's go. And I don't think they were expecting that. I don't know why a sad <laughs> media makes me happy. That's, I don't know. Anyway. All right, folks, let's move on and get to the show as proper. Uh, thanks so much for joining us this week, everyone. As always, if you have any feedback, questions, or suggested topics, hit us up at Board With VG on Twitter or check out the awesome stuff over on the Instagram, also Board With VG. We are proud to be part of the PSVG Podcast Network, and we encourage you to check out all of the shows on the network, like the PSVG Podcast, the Nintendo Shack, PSXP, Dollar Cinema, and anything else we decide to do on a podcast feed near you. We're also a member of the Dice Tower podcast network. So if you enjoy enjoy our conversations about board games and would like to dive deeper into that world, we encourage you to check out now the archives of the Dice Tower podcast, (laughs) as well as all the other members of the network. No matter what type of board games you enjoy, there's a podcast on the network that's right for you. So with that, we're going to transition to what we've been playing. So Josh, what have you been playing this week?
1: Hey, well, I'm still playing Lost Ark. Um, I streamed a little bit of it Friday night uh I'm playing Horizon Forbidden West still. I do not because this weekend has been so busy. I haven't really had too much time. um But you fly. caught up your old save. I passed where I was before, but kind of technically yes, because in my old save I had went on a different path and I went to a different town area. So. Time-wise, I'm past my car- my lost save, but I it did not. I think it's Bristle, not Bristleback, because that's one of the um guys. It's like a town that begins with a B, I think. Um,
0: I will think on this.
1: Uh, anyways, I'm about to go to that place. Um, I want to say like Bane or something, but I don't think that that's what it's called. Uh, but I I I did end up going where you had gone, where you were asking me if I had gone the first time when I had lost oh. my save. So I had completed that area. Now I'm ahead of where I was, but I'm I, I'm like all messed up because I have different gear now. I don't have the same bows <laughs> I had before. Uh, so I'm like kind of all over the place, um, but I'm still enjoying it a lot. I'm really enjoying my time with the game. Um, I still just I'm finding new stuff every time. I feel like the combat is it feels so good, but it's also like for me. Feels way more challenging than -hmm. the first game. Like it seems like all these machines are like beefed up as far as difficulty goes. They're very, they're super more um, aggressive as far as their attacks on you, which I like. I appreciate like thinking I'm. It makes me feel like Jurassic Park because like I feel like I'm fighting one thing and then all of a sudden i get sideswiped by another one that's also attacking me at the same time and i just miss like right. the notification like something's yeah. coming um so i'm really enjoying it um i still love getting in and playing machine strike anytime i go to a new settlement
0: there's so much machine machine strike like every yeah, settlement oh my so gosh much
1: machine strike <laughs>
0: Uh how many hours would you say you're in right now
1: Oh, I am all messed up now. I have no clue. I know my okay. save says ours. I just didn't look at it the gotcha. last time I
0: saved. And then what rarity level of weapon are you using right now?
1: Uh, my wheel is all blue except for one purple.
0: Okay. Have you been to the Ma of the Arena yet?
1: Yes. I just did the... I completed the... Um, I haven't done the arena yet, but I was where you're introduced to the arena. So I completed okay. the storyline where you have to unite the clans together. Mm-hmm. They where one of the clans is like up in a mountain. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Yeah, so I completed that storyline. Uh, okay, and that's pretty much. I, I did a little bit after that, but that's pretty much like story wise, like story beat. Uh, I got to a long neck like I couldn't climb okay um so i'm like in that area of the game
0: yeah i because i had gotten to a point where i was like man this combat's getting really really hard and then i did the quest to unlock the Ma of the arena and i haven't done the arena yet but it opens up your ability to trade there to get like weapons there oh. through hunting ground medals and arena stuff dude oh i just bought like two weapons from that and now i am like wrecking house again
1: are you yes.
0: yeah it, it really really changed things and because they you, you get into like purple is that the next level up i can't remember purple but anyway is after blue, yeah. yeah like you just get a couple of those and like i was able to like level two of them up like right away like not all the way but a couple levels and sure. yes combat became kind of i'm kicking butt again <laughs> now yes. granted There are some definitely some some beasts that take some time, but there some of those small guys now go down pretty darn quickly. So nice,
1: good to hear. Uh, Sorry for the yawn. Uh, And then finally, because it wasn't a big week of playing games, uh, I did play the intro to Gran Turismo Seven because I only had about thirty minutes to try it before we went out on Saturday morning. So I did get to do. It kinda like sets you up with this you just it puts you right into the rhythm um track right away. Uh I think I probably could have not completed it, uh, because it puts you right into a hub after you do it, but Oh gotcha. Uh, I did the rhythm track and it's, it's basically just to see how long you can go while while hitting your checkpoints, because as you hit the checkpoints it increases your time. So I got something. I was actually one second shy of the silver um metal in one second. I'm like, really? <laughs> like uh so I got my I got bronze on that. I'll do it again, but um yeah we'll see. Too early to give impressions uh truly, but it's exactly what I remember Grinterismo being. Uh <laughs> more simulation controls, it looks really good. Um I really liked the rhythm song thing. I thought it was pretty cool. It oh, feels cool. nice while you're playing in the you know the via control is vibrating along with you as you go um so hopefully i get some more time with grinchism 7 this week but not at the expense of horizon so we'll see how much grinchism time i get
0: yeah i hear you there that that concludes what you've been playing
1: concludes what i've been playing
0: all right so for me i mean horizon still playing that um i think i'm like 32 or 33 hours in now um, so I didn't yes. get played too too much from um, last time we talked, and obviously we talked about it a ton last week. So I'm not going to say much more about it, other than I am still really enjoying it. Um, I have had a couple moments now where there have been I just I should say this last time I played, uh, it was a lot of dialogue. Like there yeah. was a ton of dialogue stuff going on, and I'll be honest when I played Horizon the first, like the original, like Horizon Zero Dawn. I got a little lost about like what exactly was going on. Yeah. Uh, I'm really surprised at like how connected and in tune with this story I am. Like I really am following along. Like I know exactly what's happening. I know why I'm doing it. I know who like everyone is. And like I'm just really like I don't know what's different about how they're delivering the narrative this time. But I am much, much more like, not that I wasn't engaged before, but I'm understanding it much better than I did the first time um, and kind of what's happening in the world and why everything's happening in the world. And maybe it's just the repetition of uh, it being said now, you know, through multiple games is helping it stick a little better. Right. Uh, but I'm I'm really uh, enjoying and engaged it, it, with the narrative here. So I'm excited to continue to play it. It's going to be tough to um pull me away from this game and there's a lot of other things i want to put more time into yeah um it's just been hard to um step away because i'm having so much fun right like and we don't have to <laughs> like play something different i just feel like a bad podcaster if i don't um <laughs> so yeah but speaking of which speaking of other games to pull pull me away you know josh every once in a while a game comes out that totally kind of reshapes the narrative of you know gaming and that people start talking about it as a you know best ever game and and that a game that has taken so much from other games like it and, and it puts it in a new spin and a new formula and just you know becomes a, a an instant classic or a modern classic something that everyone needs to play and um you know we had one of those released just recently that everyone was talking about and of course i'm referring to arc nova the board game mm. uh <laughs> <laughs> that i got to the table this weekend oh nice um yeah so ark nova uh which came out last year technically uh, but wasn't available really in the u.s until um like february march uh you had to, and that was if you pre-ordered um so i got mine in the mail a couple weeks ago uh and finally got it to the table this weekend uh is dev- designed by matthias wig or wiggy i don't know exactly how to say the last name uh but this is their first game this is the first game they've ever designed this oh. their only credit on board game geek uh and arc nova really kind of took the world by storm at least the board game world by storm uh, you know when people were seeing it at essen last year and people started playing it um you know tom Vassal of the dice tower this is now his number one game of all time um so has been a lot of hyperbole about how good this game is in fact it is already number 80 in the top 100 um <laughs> on board game geek and while that might not seem like much for a game to rise that quickly is very challenging with how BoardGameGeek geek does their rankings, because you have yeah. to get a significant volume of high votes. Like, and it's not just a couple, like you need a ton of them um, yeah. to offset, you know, uh, what is basically a bunch of because kind of how board game geeks rankings work is there's a whole bunch of dummy rankings that are basically like a flat i think five or six or something like that um so you have to get a ton of user ratings to like drive that score up because they don't want 10 people to rate a game at 10 and suddenly it's the number one game of all time so there's all those dummy rankings built in um uh, but yeah it's at an 8.7 overall um which is obviously very very high um and it was just something that I, I was really excited to play. People have been talking all about it, and I was like, okay, I got to see if this game lives up to the hype and and kind of everything that's going around it. Uh, and let me just say, Josh, uh, this game lives up to the hype. It is wow. gosh darn amazing. Um, so in Arc Nova, what you're doing is you are basically building a zoo. So that's kind of the premise of the game. Now this is a very very heavy game. The complexity rating is 3.75 on Board Whoa. Game Geek. Which, if you think of, like, Caverna and Fields of Aro like, it's up in that neck of the woods. Yeah, I it so was that high. Yeah, it's a very, very heavy game. And what is fascinating about it is that, like many games, the basic conceit of what you're doing is pretty straightforward. However, this game has a couple spins on what you do that is just gosh darn fascinating. Okay, so in the game, you have a deck of, you have a hand of cards. Those cards could be animals that you want to have in your zoo. They could be, like, um, uh, people who are going to, like, help you. And I, I'm going to use some wrong terminology here because I just played it this weekend a couple times. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't have it all totally memorized at this point. But you're going to have some people that you can play or some, um, like, other people that can like you can play that are going to help, like, with your zoo. Um, so that's, like, what your hand of cards is, okay? And on your turn, you can take one of five actions. Um, you can either... Um, Put animals into your zoo. You can draw additional cards. You can build enclosures or things for your zoo. You can um, do what they call an association action, which is going out and doing some conservation work. Um, or you can do sponsors, and these are like other the other cards you were can you can play that I was talking about, where you bring in like a large animal specialist or something like that. Okay, sure. so you can do one of those five actions. That's it. You take one action. You do that thing. That's your whole turn. What's fascinating about this, though, is your cards are always laid out in a tableau, left to right, all five cards in a line. And when you take the action, and you can take any of the five actions on your turn that you want to. Let's say you take the um, animal action, and it's in position four. That means that it has basically like kind of four power, which means the card does more there than it does if it's in the one position. Okay. So you do the action. And then you take that card, you put it in the one position and slide all the other cards to the right. So you're constantly trying to figure out what order do I want to take these actions in, in order to accomplish what I need to, or to get enough power out of this card. Or I could take this, but if I wait a turn and get this pushed further to the right, it's going to do more for me. So there's something else I can do in 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 the interim that's still going to be really beneficial to me. So that's one just really cool way of how on your turn, all you do is you pick which action you're going to do, do that action. Put the card furthest to the left, slide them over, and then it's the next person's turn. So from that perspective, very very simple. However, that hand of cards I was talking about that you have, there's 210 unique cards. Huh. Every single card in the game is unique. So when you are trying to start building, and kind of you can start to think of the game a little bit like wingspan, where if you play this card, it says like, "Hey, this person helps with like large animals." So every large animal you play in the future. Cost less but it also earns you more victory points um so you're starting to kind of slowly like build these engines but there's 210 cards so like i've played the game a couple times but i like i haven't used the vast majority of the cards that are in the deck yet right like the cards are constantly coming out there's a row of cards that you can kind of buy from but like i don't know what most of them still do and so it is this kind of constant like figuring out like how are you going to navigate and then when you're building these enclosures it's a basically like a hex game where like the enclosures are different shapes and different sizes and you have to figure out how you're going to fit them on this hex grid and some animals need them next to water and some animals need them next to rocks and you're like trying to like figure out like okay I need this animal I have this animal in my hand that I want to play but it has to have an enclosure available for it for me to play it but that enclosure has to be like X size and has to fit on this board next to X type of resources. So how am I going to navigate all of these things to kind of make that happen? And do I have enough money to be able to do all these things, right? Yeah. So this is kind of what you're balancing. The other thing that's really fascinating about this game is there is no like time limit. There's no like the game is over in X number of rounds. There's no like first person to this point total is who wins. And There's nothing like that. In the game, there's basically two point trackers. There is the appeal tracker, and that, like, when you bring out animals and other things people would want to go see, the appeal of your zoo increases. And then there's the conservation points, which I talked about how one of your actions is going to do conservation work. There is a point tracker for that as well. The conservation track starts in the upper left-hand corner of the board and goes all the way around the board. The appeal tracker starts in the bottom left-hand corner and goes all the way around the board. But... The appeal tracker starts counterclockwise and the appeal and the conservation tracker goes clockwise. So the game comes to an end when someone's scoring pieces on both tracks pass one another. Okay. So it's this really fascinating, like, start, like, when you start, you're like, we're going to be here forever. And as you go through (laughs) the first couple, like, rounds, kind of, like, you can't even really call them that. As you start going through it, you're like, well, these pieces really aren't moving that fast. But then once you get that engine built up and really start to get it to go, and suddenly you're not just playing a card or just doing one thing on your turn, this, you know, you play one card, which chains to this thing, which chains to that thing, which chains to this other thing. And suddenly you got 14 points in one track on uh, one score track, and you got six on the other score track. And suddenly you're just kind of things are going on all engines. The other cool thing too, is that I talked about, there's only those five actions you can do. You can upgrade those actions. So you can basically flip the carve over so that they become more powerful um, and they allow you to do more things. So this game is just like layering really cool design element on top of really cool design element and making you think of like it's not one of those situations where like, oh, I don't know what the right play is. Like you're usually sitting there being like all of these things I can do and all of these things get me points. So which one should I do? Right. Like it's this really cool problem to have, where you're just sitting there and being like, "I don't know, like this is kinda neat. I could do this thing, and that would work this way, or I could put this card here, and this will work this way. It is such a good game um i I don't want to say it is now my favorite game, but it's darn close <laughs> because I haven't yeah. played it enough or long enough to to have it overtake uh dead of winter yet, but I am really impressed. I didn't know if this game could possibly live up to the hype that it had been getting um But I am really blown away. The component quality is great. Um, There, you know, it has all the things that are needed to keep the game fresh. Not only the 210 cards that you're kind of using, but then for the conservation actions, there's like there's a deck of cards for the conservation actions that are happening. There's a deck of cards for these variable scoring things that you're like, oh, try to achieve this many things during your game. Um, And there's a deck of cards for that. And then the the zoo boards that you have that are your personal boards um, there's basically like a super super beginner board, a like kind of one step up, and then after that, there's eight completely unique boards as well. So there's like yeah. all of this variability that is just built into the way the game is designed, um, and it's really really great. It's it's a bit spendy. It's about seventy five bucks. Um, so it's it is definitely a little bit on the spendy side, um, and it's long, especially when you're learning it. Like it is not a short game. Um, the first time we played it, I think it took us over four hours. Uh, To play just because like everything is new and every card is unique, so you're like reading, like, what does this card do and how does that interact with these other cards and you know what happens here. Um, but our next playthrough after that was like half the time, like, it really does start to kind of cut down as you go. Um, but it's great. I, I think four players would probably be pretty long, it'd be pretty tough, but I think it plays really, really well at two. There is a solo version of it that you can play as well that I haven't tried yet. But I think with two or three players, I think this game just probably sings. It does. It's really great with two. Um, so if you're interested in a really heavy Euro game that has, you know, the the theme of putting together a zoo uh, and, you know, is very really cares a lot about conservation. Like it's a very like positive message about like animal conservation and, and support there. Uh, I can't recommend it enough. It's super, super great. So that's Ark Nova. Awesome. So. But yeah, man, four, oh, four hours.
1: Oof. That's a long, long, yeah. I, I, mean, I like long games, it. but
0: even that, I was a little like, oh, goodness gracious. But like I said, it cuts down pretty quickly after that. So check it out, Arc Nova. It, I think it definitely lives up to the hype. Awesome. So with that, Josh, let's uh, move on to our topic of the topics of the show. What's your first topic this week?
1: Well, if I could stop yawning today, um, speaking of favorite games, um, one of my favorite games of all time is getting a reprint. Uh, and that is Betrayal at House on the Hill third edition, which is in- going to be including fifty new haunts, as well as uh, new um, dice and artwork for characters and artwork for rooms. Um, just something I, uh, I'm kind of excited for because, as much as I love Betrayal at House on the Hill, it definitely feels like a dated game when you see it. Um, especially compared to all the like these games now with the production quality like ramped up to the sky. Uh, so it's gonna have 50 new haunts for players to experience, including several that serve as sequels to the scenarios found in the previous edition. Uh, each of the haunts will feature its own immersive storyline uh, with the parameters for every haunts trader being listed on the back of the reference cards. Um, also, the new edition. Will contain new miniatures alongside a new roster of 12 diverse characters with a fresh art style. Uh, It will feature components and cards that enable newer players to get better um for to better uh get to grips with the game, such as reference cards, as well as the classic Trader's Tome, and Secrets of Survival Guidebook, as Dicebreaker.com reports. Um it's still being published by Avalon Hill but it looks like it's going through Hasbro Pulse so mm-hmm. we could see it could be another crowd funded thing like they did with quest where you had to like pledge to buy it so they would print it. Uh but that being said I was kind of just excited to mention that it's getting a reprint uh and I was curious if you uh, I I I know in the past we've talked about reprints but Um if you could choose for a game to be reprinted, maybe it's one of your favorites, maybe it's one of your least favorites. What game what kind of what games or game would you like to see get the reprint treatment uh in the upcoming years for board games?
0: It's a good question. Uh before I answer that, are you gonna get this? Yes. Do you know that has like are those fifty new haunts, or is it like now just fifty total?
1: ah uh, the implication was they were 50 new haunts but it could just be 50 total um meaning that maybe the all the old haunts are gone and they're just 50 brand new haunts um, how many
0: haunts are in the other i
1: don't remember i never there's so many it could be it I could know. just be 50 um because sometimes the haunts are more than one page um in the book and the book's like a decent size but uh thinking about it even if like a couple haunts or two pages or three pages it could just be 50 that's in the original as well so it might just be all totally rewritten new haunts although the what's, expansion does have I bet the expansion would still work with this game so you could still use the new haunts from the expansion which is Widow's so, Walk
0: Yeah. so what's curious about this is that so you can go to Hasbro Pulse right now and the game is on there um, and it okay. says pre-order, so it doesn't seem like it's um, going to um, be a certain number of things need to happen. Yeah, But it says this pre-order item will be available to dispatch on approximately 1-4-2022. Now, British, my guess so is... A- so I was saying, April 1st. Yeah, as I was gonna say, my guess is this must be the British site because that must be then 4-1. Because so I was like, that date has already passed. <laughs> so, okay, 4-1, April 1st. That's pretty quick. That's much faster than I thought it would be.
1: I wonder if it will oh I can pre-order it. That's oh no, I can add it to cart, but I cannot pre-order it until April 1st.
0: Oh, okay. That's
1: what that means.
0: Gotcha. Wow. Well, okay, okay. Um man, I really, really want to play this game. The three-player thing is just what always has prevented me from from buying this game. I, I just really uh I don't know that I can ever but I don't know that the last like three player only game I've purchased. I just I just can't get them anymore. Um yeah, man. <laughs> anyway, uh so to answer your question, game that I would want reprinted. I I've always said I would want a fancy edition of Dead of Winter. Like that's no I mean I would buy that in a heartbeat. That to me would be a pretty easy sell. Um but if I try to like expand my mind and think of something a little more Niche or a little more like less mainstream that I think would be cool. Um, there is the board game Trois, which I'm a fan of, um, which originally came out in 2010. Um, it's a Sebastian Derjadin design. Um, pretty cool game. I I really like it overall. Um, it just, I've never been a huge fan of the art. Uh, it's a little. they went for a very specific design like feel for it and I, I i think it's a game that could definitely use a fresh coat of paint if that makes sense as far as it, the art just doesn't really do it for me um and there's one other game i'm trying to think of it's a steffenfeld game what the heck is it called josh
1: <laughs> he has so many games i know <laughs> ah
0: Trejon. <laughs> Okay. Trejan is another game that I I really like. Uh, I like the kind of the Mancala aspect of it to kind of pick what you're going to do. But another game that just is pretty blah to look at. Yeah. To me, at least. I don't think it's all that stellar looking and and I think could use a, a bit of an upgrade as far as that goes. Uh, both those games, I think, also could use maybe just a touch of streamlining, just a just a little bit of rounding those rough edges, which I think is nice to do if you do a second edition per se, yeah, or reprint it. Um, but like I said, I really like both those games. I think they're really good. Um, I have a lot of fun with them. Uh, I know Trajan is, I think, just barely out of the top one hundred on Board Game Geek. Yeah. Uh, I think Twa is in the top one hundred. I think. Um, but just games that I really enjoy. Uh, that I would love to see. Um, a, a nice new pretty up version of them coming so yeah those would be a couple that i would pick what about you josh any well, unique ones
1: first off i did go to the u.s avalon hill site and the game is 55.99 that's not bad and in the u.s it'll be out on august 1st oh and why are we so much on later 1st.
0: yeah wait you can pre-order shipping, on april probably 1st?
1: shipping problems oh and it's a british company so i suppose maybe just some loyalty british loyalty <laughs>
0: <laughs> i suppose that makes sense yeah
1: yeah 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 um as far as the reprints um you know i would love to see a different like a uh, updated splendor um i don't even think it's a bad looking game but i think like there's room for better artwork or maybe just a uh um uh, I haven't looked at what the Marvel Splendor looks like. Like, I haven't seen what the pieces look like, but... Right. Um, I'm a big fan of, like, the poker chip-style thing, so I don't know that that needs to be revamped, but uh, um, I just think about it often uh, as a game where there could be, like, a fancy version of it that would be, like, super... Like, the gems could be gems, like, almost like Gollum Edition stuff. So instead of the poker chip, it could be more, like of like real gems i don't know i don't know uh i'm trying to think of other games like i would love a couriers to come back i know we t- i talked about this not too long ago yeah um but it's a game that kind of disappeared after like dice masters took over that whole category of game which has really never been duplicated since <laughs> dice masters um but i would love to see them put out, like a comprehensive like ultimate edition box that is just all upgraded with new art and stuff I think that could be really cool too but uh yeah i don't know i i could take a ton but like uh, you, we got that 3d box that so was considered, yeah um, say an upgrade um just thinking of other favorites like most of my favorites are games that wouldn't really benefit from a second third printing or edition not printing but second or third edition they're all right. pretty good
0: uh so speaking of you know games that are getting a new life. Uh did you jump in on that pre-order for Libertalia Winds of the Galecrest from stonemaier
1: I did. Yes, I think it will be here uh tomorrow.
0: Oh, dang.
1: Or Tuesday. I already got my shipping notification, so it'll be here this week.
0: Dang, okay. I I really wanted to get it. I've actually heard like good things about it. Yeah. Um but I I think maybe I don't have 100% committed. Um I, I might go get unsettled.
1: The end? I think it ended. No, it's got
0: like forty five hours left oh. like right now. It's yeah, we, I, we
1: backed we backed the our group backed the rest of the stuff that we didn't have. Oh, yet. did you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I might I might jump in on that. You you kind of sold me on it. So I, I could I could get everything. So I was like, Well, do yeah. I pick Libertalia or do I get this? And I know that you really enjoyed Unsettled, so I I might go that direction instead. So nice. but I'll be really interested to hear what you think of Libertalia for sure. So. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else then about uh, Betrayal House on the Hill?
1: Um, I'm just excited more people are going to get the chance to play it because that's what gets me excited about my favorite board games is when more people can uh, access them and play them.
0: Awesome. All right, Josh. Well, for my first topic is going to be the return of a segment we haven't done in a long time. But you know what? We're going to make a little twist. So here we go. Uh, Josh, in the, in the dot notes, I gave you a link. That link is going to yes. be helpful to you. So if you click on that link, it should bring you to the Board Game Geek Top 100. It does. Perfect. So here's what we're going to do, Josh. Now, I was thinking about, you know, the world of reviews and kind of how all of these things work. So what I have, Josh, is a list of statements that people included in their reviews for particular board games. Yeah. All of these games will be in the Top 100. Okay. So I'm going to give you a line by line, um, lines that people put in the reviews. I'm gonna yeah. see if you can guess the game. Now, all of these games are <laughs> just games. out of hundred games. It's <laughs> out of a hundred games. I know for certain you have played, I think, four of the five, maybe all five. Okay. But they're all games we have definitely talked about on this show. Sure. Okay. So the first one is, is meant to be a little bit of a uh softball to kind of get the ball rolling. Sure. And then just four more that we'll go through for that. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay. So the first game. <clears throat> a great video game instead of a board game. Too much hassle to handle as a board game. Oh Gloomhaven. Correct. That it only took you one. <laughs> yeah, it that took was you easy, one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the other the other uh four little clues that you would have gotten yeah um is one that just says EPIC okay (laughs) uh, too fiddly with too much setup i bought into the hype i figured this out after many hours of gameplay which waned away the glossy veneer from this game
1: (laughs) yeah that's all that sounds accurate i get it
0: (laughs) uh and then it's brilliant an incredible amount of gameplay this will keep you busy for a long time
1: yeah i'm like on year three of playing this game <laughs>
0: <laughs> how close are you guys to finishing your, nah, your i don't run? know
1: i have i don't know i think we close ish um we have a lot of the banners and um, stickers on the board so it's just I, I, it's hard to tell we do a lot of side quests so right it could be way off from the main quest who knows
0: do you think you will have it finished before we get Frost Because it seems like Frost yeah, Haven's never coming at this <laughs> <Yes>. point.
1: <laughs> at this point, yeah. I don't know that we'll see Frosthaven this year.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I guess I got to start we'll with Maven before I'm even talking about Frosthaven. Okay. <laughs> You're ready for the second game. You crushed yeah. the first one, Josh. Okay, second game. First play, we were undecided. Second play, we were both convinced it was one we were going to really like. The following play we played blank three times and are hooked.
1: Out of a hundred games.
0: <laughs> Out of hundred games. Like I said, you don't
1: have to guess right now. I can go on to the next one.
0: Is that your guess? Yeah. No, it's not okay. Wingspan. Okay. <laughs> this game isn't good. It may be very pretty, but I hate the gameplay. I Maybe. guess that could be
1: Wingspan too. <laughs> yeah. It may be very pretty, but I hate the gameplay. Uh, uh, Azul?
0: No. Okay. I don't know. Um this this next one might help. It'll kinda of tie things into what we were just talking about. At the end of the day, though, it's another wingspan slash terraforming Mars slash Arcana Tableau Engine Builder where you get items to get cards to get points.
1: That could be any of these games. <laughs>
0: it is that is a really like gen- broad term. I was like, that's a lot of games, I guess, now that you say that.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh is it it's not like it's not another uh uh shoot um is it everdell
0: correct nice hey. job <laughs> nice job josh look at that two for two two for two nice. uh the other two comments were i will not recommend this game ever <laughs> and finally got this one played and there's a lot to like top of the line production and terrific art yes yes okay josh Two for two. Nice work so far. Nice work. Thank you. Thank you. We're on to game three. Well put together, the advancement of the game was creepy and satisfying.
1: The Advancement of the game was creepy and satisfying. Uh,
0: Nemesis? Incorrect.
1: Okay.
0: Good guess, though. That's a, that's a really good guess. Thank you. Uh, we enjoyed it a lot. Very nice story. Good mechanism and very strategic.
1: Strategic. Interesting. Uh...
0: Anachrony? N- nope, not okay. quite. Okay. I am of the opinion that puzzles are not board games, hence my rating.
1: Okay. It's creepy and puzzly, but more puzzle. They think it's more of a puzzle than a board game. There's so many games
0: on this list.
1: Uh, I'm still I hung up on the creepy. That's fine.
0: I'll give you another one without your guess if you want.
1: No, I want to make a guess for each guess, at least, so I'm, like...
0: Eliminating some?
1: Yeah, I just can't nail down a creepy puzzle. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, okay, if it's a game I'm thinking of, it's not puzzly, so I'll, I'll go for an, uh, the next one.
0: Okay. I was super excited to play, but was not blown away by any of the changes the game brought to the table. Any
1: of The changes the game brought to the table. Still creepy. Is it pandemic legacy? Uh,
0: Josh, there's multiple pandemic pandemic legacy games. It is not pandemic legacy season one. All right, Josh, I thought this game was all right. By the fifth or so session, I was kind of burned out.
1: Mm, Is it clan legacy acquisitions incorporated?
0: It is not, Josh. It was
1: puzzly and creepy.
0: Apparently, Josh, what is? Puzzly and creepy is Pandemic Legacy Season 2.
1: Oh man, are you kidding me? <laughs> There's literally really zombies in the first game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you're really close. You're really close. I was like, well, I can't give it away too much because I could make this super, super easy. But right. you're right there. You're right there.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Josh, two to go. Two to go. <clears throat> this next one might be super simple. We'll have to see how this goes. Um, okay, you know, I'm going to start with this one because this will maybe hopefully make this a bit more challenging. Uh, blank is the closest to a mindless chore as any game I've played with almost no agency or strategy.
1: Ooh, I like that description of mindless chore. Uh, Is it a feast for Odin?
0: It is not a feast for Odin. I feel like that
1: game is a mindless chore probably, even though I know you guys love it.
0: (laughs) I do like it. It is definitely a chore. There's some chory stuff to it for sure. I don't know if it's mindless, but it chory. Um. Okay. If everyone has the same luck, it's fun. But otherwise, it's not.
1: Okay, I get it so far. It's chory and it's uh, luck. It's not skill driven, so it must be dice rolling, right? No, it can't be. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just trying to think of chory games now. And now I'll try to add some. Is it Robinson Crusoe?
0: It is not though Chori game. That is a Chori game. game. Nice pick. That is definitely sure true. Okay, um, it is easy to understand. Plays simultane simultaneously and is forgiving.
1: Okay, play simultaneously is good. Forgiving. It's not going along with the other reviews. Um, it's not Twilight Struggle because that's only two players. Is it Scythe?
0: It is not Scythe.
1: Also Chori.
0: <laughs> uh my gateway game that opened the door to the wonderful world of board gaming.
1: Oh no, there's not a lot of gateway games on this top 100 list that I've been looking don't get at too, for the past. Don't
0: get, don't get too <laughs> caught up in the word "chore."
1: Well, too late.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm just letting you know.
1: Is it mentions Focus more madness? on the
0: mindless part than the chore part. Is what I is what I'm saying there. Is it mentions madness? It is not mentions madness. No,
1: And it's not Azul?
0: It is not Azul. Okay.
1: Are those all my hints? Are we out?
0: Uh, I have one more. Okay. Lo how smooth and fun this one is. Oh, that's not a great hint. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's not a great review. Uh,
1: how smooth and fun. Uh, Lords of Waterdeep.
0: It is not Lords of Waterdeep. Uh, Josh, these were all the, uh, reviews for The Quacks of Quedlinburg. Oh,
1: I've read by that so many times. I don't consider that chore. Yeah, and I think like I said, the mindless because... chore
0: part, like mindless I can get maybe, but the chore part I think is a little misleading.
1: It's also not luck because you are the one who's deciding if you keep going. On I, know. I know. It's I know. not luck. That is a, just a bad review.
0: Yeah. There, the, the hard part is that like, there's not really many push your luck games in the top 100, so sure. I didn't want to. I didn't want to put like specifically like push your yeah. luck because I was like, well, that'll because be- it
1: certainly is a push your luck,
0: right? And I was like, well, that'll kind of make that yeah. one pretty quick for it. Okay, last <laughs> one. Um. Okay, I'm trying to decide which hint to start with here. Okay. Well, you know what? We're gonna we're just no. Well, I was gonna say we're gonna start with the most of them. It gets a ratings bump because it's so effective with new players.
1: Uh, wingspan,
0: not wingspan. Okay, good though. I think would potentially fit right along with there. It's not overly complicated. There are simple choices that yield fun rewards. Fun
1: rewards. What a weird description. Uh, I know. Well, at least if I'm quiet, you can edit the quiet parts up But now that I'm
0: talking, yeah, correct. <laughs> <a bit. laughs> that does make it a little more <laughs> challenging.
1: Seven wonders.
0: Oh, another good no. guess, but no, not not quite. Thematically more interesting than... And they list a different game here that I can't name because it's also in the top 100. But So, thematically more interesting than blank, but that's not this game. But with less agency and more luck required to win.
1: Oh boy, everyone's hung up on luck in board games.
0: People are very hung up on luck. Boy, I will say, yeah, though, boy. that this is a game that... Uh, or it, this game is any category that traditionally does not have a lot of luck associated with it. Sure. So I don't know that this is a totally, yeah, anyway.
1: Accurate review of a game. Uh, sh- I'm grasping at straws now. So uh, if I were just uh, uh, root.
0: <laughs> oh, no. No, not root. Not root. Um, Remember, it's, it's effective yeah. with two players.
1: That could be. Oh yeah, you're right. That's one of the players.
0: Um, I would like this more if the game fit the theme a little better.
1: Man, it's like the top ten complaining list. Uh, the problem is when
0: people really like a game, it's very straightforward in telling you what the game is.
1: Yeah, I is it? It's not Seven Wonders. I know. I guess that from a different game.
0: It's not. This last one might help you quite a bit, though a wonderful light euro game
1: that's not even a thing a light euro
0: oh <laughs> no it is this it's... game <laughs> i would 100 percent call this game a light euro
1: okay let me see if i can pick out a light euro that isn't through the ages on here is it great western trail
0: no and that no. game is not light josh i have never played it <laughs> oh you've you've said this game already not for this cat. I like wouldn't have group. guessed
1: something, I guess. Again, I did that. My my mistake with Seven Wonders.
0: <laughs> but you have guessed. You have said this is game Wingsman? for another one. It is not Wingspan.
1: What did I guess? It was a Euro. A light Euro.
0: Or a a light worker placement, if you would.
1: So it's. <laughs> so it's. Um, now my brain isn't working. It's uh, loads of water deep.
0: It is Lords of Water, See, you
1: got this. Nice. Uh, Is that considered a Euro, really?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely considered a Euro. It's like that and like Stone Age or like, quote unquote, like entry level Euro. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, Josh. How do you feel about how you did? (laughs) So-so. No, you did great. It was just one, right, that you didn't get?
1: No, I didn't get the last one either. Technically, you helped me get to that one. Well,
0: you got there. It counts. (laughs) You got there. You totally got there. So, awesome. take it. Well, there you go. There's your five. There's your quiz of five, Josh. Feel free to quiz me in the future if you want to. But, you know, I enjoy those things. What is your next topic, Josh?
1: Okay, Kyle. Well, did you know? Did you know, listener, there was a BAFTA Game Awards? Do you know what the BAFTAs are? Uh, Me neither. I mean, I know what the BAFTAs are, but I didn't know that there was a BAFTA Game Awards. Um, So I thought we could look at the nominees. Some of them, and maybe we can predict some winners. They do have a bunch of categories, so I don't necessarily want to go through all of them, um, but we can go through some of them for sure. So I'll give Sounds you a category, and, you can, and we'll uh, talk about it and see if we can figure out who's going to win. Sounds uh, good. This is interesting. I don't know what EE is. EE, Game of the Year. I think that's European something, Game of the Year do that one last why would i do that first that's crazy that's crazy josh <laughs> let's go for <laughs> the no- the nominees for best animation in the
0: game Ooh, okay what are, what so are, what are our, our nominees are?
1: are call of duty vanguard okay uh it takes two kenna bridge of spirits mm-hmm. life of St- life is strange true colors psychonauts 2 or ratchet and clank rift apart
0: this is tough
1: I think we could probably get Call of Duty Vanguard right off of that list, right?
0: Uh, probably. I mean, I've heard the game does look really good. I haven't pl- Man, I haven't, the fact that I haven't played that Call of Duty to me is still pretty I shocking. I
1: just saw it on sale and I was like, "Should I still get should I get it?" And I yeah. like, "No, I don't need to get it. I got enough games to play."
0: So, with the Baftas, like I this is going to be hard because I feel like i want to lean directions that maybe I shouldn't. Sure. Because I'm going to assume stuff. So, I'm really leaning towards Kenna. As a result of that, since it's the BAFTAs, I feel like they are going to look at something like Kenna, which, you know, resembles a a filmic movie, like animated movie and and fall in love with that. So that's where I'm going to lead it towards Kenna. But what do you think, Josh?
1: I think it's going to be Ratchet and Clank, but I also agree with your logic about thinking it's Kenna because, uh, yes, it also does look incredible. And it's from an animation studio. Yeah. So that makes sense. Uh, okay, I'll jump around here. So we're gonna go to just flat out. They call this best game, <laughs> not game okay. of the year. It's just called best,
0: best game. game. Okay.
1: The no- the nominees are Death Loop. Yeah. Forza Horizon Five.
0: Mm, okay. Nice
1: to see Forza on some lists now for Nature. game of Sure. Uh Inscription. Ooh, yeah. It takes two. Mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank rift apart and Returnal. Ooh. I already like. Man, this list this has category better than all of the game awards categories. <laughs> yeah, okay, this
0: has Forza and Returnal on it. Wow. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Mad props BAFTA. That is pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: Oh, best game. I really <laughs> want <full> to
0: <laughs> I know. I really want to pick Returnal just because yeah. I I feel like that game has not gotten the credit it probably mm. should for everything that it, it did. Um, I don't know if it's going to win necessarily, but I would like to see Returnal win. What about you, okay. Josh?
1: I want to pick Inscription, but I will pick Forza Horizon 5. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, that makes sense, especially for how much you've played that game.
1: I also don't think it will win because it's a racing game, but yeah. I would like it to win. Um, we'll go to... You know well, what let's,
0: I, I'll say, you know what I find fascinating? Which I say yes. that word all the time, by the way, on the podcast. <laughs> I, I'm really... Struck by people who like really, really love Forza Horizon 5. Yeah. Where it's a gazillion markers on the map. You get points for doing everything. Like, you, it's constantly telling you, like, this is great. Nice job. You hit seven trees. Your friend hit 10, hit three more trees. Like, constant, right? Yes. And then those people also love Elden Ring. That That is weird.
1: That is weird.
0: It just, to me, it seems like very dichotomous that you like, are saying this one game is, like, really, really great because it, like, constantly is, like, rewarding you, and this other yeah. game is really, really great because it's not constantly. It's, like, doing the exact opposite.
1: Well, I would say those people probably like abusive relationships. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to um, go that far, but...
1: Sometimes they get praised and everything's great, and then the next day they're getting screamed at and yelled at. <laughs> and No rewards. <laughs> and it is okay to
0: like things that are different. That yep. That is totally fine. You can like things that are dichotomous from one another. It just, to me, is very... Yeah. uh, Yeah. It just seems interesting.
1: You're just getting two very different things out of two very different
0: games. Right. And it's okay that you go to some games for one thing and some games for another, but yeah, that, to me, is just very surprising when you have people who are like, this is Game of the Year, and now that this is Game of the Year, and it's like, whoa, okay, those are two really different flavors of pudding. But anyway. Yes.
1: Yes. All right, let's move to Best Debut Game. Ooh, okay. So our Best Debut Games, we have The Artful Escape, we have Eastward, The Forgotten City, Genesis Noir, Maquette, and Toem. T-O-E-M. I'm sure I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. it wrong. Toem.
0: No, that's Toem. right. Tom. Uh, Wow. That's a good. Ooh, that is a good list. I am going to. I haven't played it yet, but I really want to play it. So I'm going to just say it's going to win this category, which will help me play it. Uh, That's Toem. That's okay. what I'm going with. That game just like the art style is really like really interesting to me uh yeah. the fact that you just started like kind of going around taking pictures of things seems pretty cool so toham that's where i'm going what about you josh
1: i want to go with the forgotten city uh just based off of all of the hype around that uh even though it's kind of a mod that became a game i guess it still counts as a debut game mm-hmm. which i'm okay with yeah uh best british game <laughs> you okay
0: well, i mean <laughs> makes sense for the for the baftas
1: We have Alba, a wildlife adventure. We have Death's Door, Fights in Tight Spaces, Forza Horizon 5, Overboard, and Sable. Hmm. They had a
0: good year. They had a good year. Those games. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with Death's Door because I, you know completed and finished that game and i that did not happen with forza horizon 5 uh so i'm gonna go with that store i feel like i know what your guys your or what your what you're gonna go with here josh
1: well i would like to i would like to pick forza but i do think that store will win Mm -hmm. um but i would like to pick forza i won't i'll pick that store uh this is an interesting one considering the nominees best evolving game oh okay. okay so we have among us okay Animal Crossing New Horizons, Apex Legends. I'm going to save this one. I'm going to save the next one for last. Fortnite, No Man's Sky, or Disco Elysium, the final cut. <laughs> one of these things is not like the others.
0: <laughs> so, like, DLC is just, like, an evolving game, I guess? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, you could make the argument, I suppose, that No Man's Sky just releases DLC, but it's yeah, that's not. So, well, I mean, it's so different. It yeah. feels so different. Uh, i'm gonna just because you know it seems like it did not get the recognition people thought it should i'm gonna go with animal crossing new horizons
1: oh okay interesting uh i'm gonna go with apex legends but i'm sure Fortnite's gonna win yeah i'm sure uh best family game uh alba a wildlife adventure chicory a colorful tale I like this Forza Horizon Five, <laughs>
0: family game. <laughs> okay,
1: uh, Mario Party Superstars, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Unpacking.
0: What? Uh, and Unpacking is a family game? <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh. Wow, this is an interesting lesson. I'm going to go with Chicory, A Colorful Tale, uh, another game that I don't think quite got the recognition it deserved. Um, and it was a really charming, uh, take and look at things. Um, and I mean, still some pretty serious themes for a family game, but I think yeah yeah chicory it is
1: i want to guess alba i think it has a really interesting art style um and it's been nominated in a, other categories i just am not familiar with the game but uh it seems very family oriented from what i can see
0: yeah when you said the name of it i was like i've never heard of that game when i look at it i'm like oh i i have heard of that game yeah, but i've I really seen didn't tell you much.
1: like it in indie clips and stuff yep. like that uh okay what do i want to do here let's do game design best game design uh we have Deathloop, forza horizon 5 inscription it takes two ratchet and clank and returnal
0: so i feel like Deathloop is going to win this but yeah. when it comes to game design i really think there's a strong argument for inscription here
1: yeah there is a strong argument for inscription so for i argument. am
0: going to go ahead and say the bafta's are going to recognize this inscription for this game design.
1: I think that would be cool. I'm going to go with Returnal on this one. Um, but I do agree with you. Inscription is yeah. a very unique game design for sure. Uh, let's do two more. I'll do multiplayer. We have Back for Blood, Call of Duty Vanguard, Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, hell let loose oh boy
0: oh my god and
1: it takes two
0: (laughs) i'm picking it takes two but wow hell let loose is on here goodness gracious okay
1: someone was like well we need one more
0: (laughs) one more game what other multiplayer game came out this year
1: (laughs) i'll also go with it takes two i agree um and then let's do game of the year uh so the nominees are chicory a colorful tale death loop the forgotten city it takes two metroid dread and unpacking Ooh. not your typical it, game of the year list.
0: No, it, I mean, there's definitely some familiar faces in there, but not overall. I mean, this is definitely a uh, more unique list. Um, I don't, I it am takes genuinely
1: two. surprised that it takes two is cleaning up all these awards. I don't it think that up a ton. I don't think that it doesn't deserve it, but I think it's very abnormal for a game like this to, in the games industry, being right. being acknowledged in this this uh generation of we only want multiplayer games.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I do think the big ask of like having to play at co-op and 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 stuff like that is surprising that it is getting recognition, but maybe it's because of that that they're like, well, this is doing something different. It's doing something unique. It's you know, did not compromise its vision in order to, you know, ensure people could play it by themselves or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I think it takes two is probably like the the quote unquote safe pick, but i i'm gonna go ahead and pick Death loop. I think that for even though maybe Deathloop didn't hit with me, uh I know a lot of people really love it um, so maybe this is a time for Deathloop to shine a little bit, so I'll go ahead yeah i'll I'll throw Deathloop out there. Why not?
1: Well, I'll go a little crazier and i'll just i'll shoot for Metroid dread, okay, that is also a huge fan base of people who. Also think Metroid Dread is the game of the year, and I disagree, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that I'm always right. So let's we'll see what happens. We'll figure out uh when the awards go out and we'll uh we'll do a recap of all the winners.
0: Awesome, awesome. All right, the pathos. here we go. Yeah. All right, Josh, so my final topic uh is gonna be uh I think a little bit of a fun one, but we'll see how this goes. This might go really poorly. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> So, Josh, if you go to the competitive Overwatch subreddit, and maybe mm-hmm. they've changed it. I don't know. I think they may have cleaned it up. They basically, the subreddit got to a point where they were really um, frustrated with the lack of information they were getting about Overwatch 2. That there really, you know, had been no insight information. Like, there really is not a lot known. So, we don't know how much was going on with that game. So somebody like uh, the Sci Fan guy posted a post that said in response to something else that said, uh, "Honestly, I feel like it would be really funny if this sub just started posting like Overwatch Two news was out, post post complaining about five v five about how some heroes designed for a campaign or about why a character who is a boss in the game isn't playable. That would go nicely with dev appreciation posts, cool hero role tech posts, and this quote unquote pro player is good at um, posts." Um, the sad fact though, is this idea might be still viable during April fool's day. Um, <laughs> so they just started doing it. So they just yeah. had a ton of posts in the competitive overwatch subreddit that were like talking about like team comps on certain maps and like the powers and skills and abilities of certain characters, whole bunch of stuff. And now that I look at it, it looks like they've actually cleaned up a bunch of it because people were getting really confused about what was legit and what wasn't. Um, but Josh, I thought, you know, what. Why don't we do this for some upcoming games? Let's just assume that they're out. And what do we think the title would be of a good Reddit post for these games based off of what we know right now? Sure. Okay. So the first. I'm finding get, some
1: of the older stuff. from. Are this, you finding some the of the older ones? Yeah. That, yes.
0: That people are just. So, the, yeah. So people are just posting posts saying like, hey, yeah, here's a here's a complaint I have about Overwatch 2, a game they've never ever played. Um. So I figured, hey, you know what? let's do some predictions, some posts we're going to see uh, for some games that are supposed to be coming out this year. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of went, a bit, for the most part, chronologically from what we know as far as release dates go. Um, I just thought maybe let's come up with some fun stuff. So the first one uh, coming up later this month, uh, a game I, I am pretty certain Josh is pretty stoked about. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Josh, what yeah. do you think would be a good Reddit post or what do you anticipate might be a Reddit post for tiny Tina's wonderlands.
1: Um, uh, something to the effect of uh I don't understand why gearbox has to be so exclusionary by having her be tiny.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> why can't she be regular Tina? <laughs>
0: okay, got gotcha you there. Got gotcha you there. Um, okay. So for Tiny Tina's wonderlands, I am going to go with um Loot gotten from gold keys is disappointing.
1: <laughs> well that that's that's actual fact.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like I don't even know if they're doing gold keys. I'm assuming they are. Hey,
1: uh, yeah, every gearbox game has Yeah, so I'm assuming they're going to continue
0: that trend. So I'm just going to say oh, people aren't going to be happy with their, you know, free gold keys they get uh that give them free guns uh and I guess automatic why am i blanking on the name of this thing crossbows there we go oh. <laughs> automatic crossbows that they're gonna get for this game uh people are gonna be unhappy about it so we'll see what happens but i think yeah people are gonna be upset with those uh gold keys not good enough not good enough flute we'll see what happens there uh next game on the list then josh Ghostwire tokyo what do you think uh we're gonna have a subreddit post about in regards to Ghostwire tokyo
1: yeah <laughs> you're really challenging me on uh being witty uh off the cuff uh uh, tokyo uh one star not enough waifus
0: (laughs) you know that actually probably seems totally reasonable that that would happen um oh man one star not enough waifus okay uh for me I, i i feel like it's gonna have to be something to do with like cuz like the ghost wire is a thing in the game, right? Like that's like how they like move guess, about like yeah, the, I yeah. mean,
1: I guess, yeah. Yeah,
0: so the ghost wire is a thing in the game. Um so I'm going to go with ghost wire more like I can't think of a funny joke <laughs> to go with that. Um ghost wire more like really bad game wire. That's what's oh. going to happen.
1: Oh, that does sound like a Reddit post. <laughs> it does sound
0: like a Reddit post. Yeah, I just Man, I don't know what the heck that game is gonna be yet still. Nobody does. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see. That that looks interesting. Okay. So next game on the list coming out early April. I think it's April. Uh Lego Star Wars the Skywalker Saga. Josh, do you have any desire to play this game?
1: I actually do. <laughs>
0: I know. I'm I really actually kinda want to play it too. <laughs> yeah. So Josh, what do you think might be a Reddit post for Lego Star Wars the Skywalker Saga?
1: Um uh we uh uh After almost a year of being delayed, they still couldn't get Jar Jar Binks out of this game.
0: I think there probably will be many posts related to Jar Jar Binks. And I feel like, (laughs) man, can you imagine if he's, like, really, really good, how annoying that will be?
1: Yeah, intentionally. (laughs) That's a running... you got to make Jar Jar good now to make people angry.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll see what happens there. Uh, I think for LEGO Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, they're my biggest concern for this game um, is my concern for every Lego game is that it's super, super buggy. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like there's probably going to be Reddit posts related to that. Um, and uh, so I'm trying to think of a good title for it, but I, which I don't have a great one for, but I think we're just going to see something about like, um, see, I'm struggling with being witty <laughs> too, Josh. It's okay. But something <laughs> about like droids. Um, so it's gonna be like, c3pu this game has bugs or something oh like that
1: <laughs>
0: that's good right
1: c3pu this game stinks
0: there you go there you go <laughs> that i think will be a yeah. reddit post c3pu this game stinks that's good that's good um okay next up on the list potentially in timeline order we'll yeah. see uh forespoken that uh you know gem coming out from Square Enix, who just released a gem of a game this last week yeah. in Babylon's Fall. Uh, Josh, what do you think is going to be a Reddit post for Forspoken?
1: It has been Forespoken. This game stinks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do you think this game's going to be bad?
1: No, but it's Reddit.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: they hate everything. I <laughs> actually have no idea what things. to think. It's, they do it's, not. It's, it's very much like Ghostwire. We see little ideas of what the game could be, but we have no idea how yeah. it's going to control or play.
0: Yeah. Well, I think we have a little bit of idea. Well, theoretically, we have an idea how this game is going to control and play because the yeah. traversal looks pretty cool, but like whether that actually translates to fun, we'll have to wait and see. So I think it's going to be like um forespoken as empty and lifeless as its environments. Oof. Yeah. I hope, like, I hope that's not true. I hope the game is good, but I, I feel like someone is going to say something similar to that. Um, But I, I think you're going to guess my... uh my prediction might be similar to a prediction I've had for the last few weeks um, when we get to that part. Okay, yeah. Josh, a game that I think you were excited about and now is coming out in August, supposedly, Saints Row, Josh.
1: Yeah, I'm not excited about this game, but uh, I would imagine the people playing, someone will post, um playing Saints Row and all I can think of is I'd rather just buy Grand Theft Auto Five again for the 18th time and play that
0: instead. <laughs> True, right? True. <laughs> uh Yeah. I, man, I want this game to do well because I want all games to do well, but I'm really worried it's not going to because it, that game looked a little dreary or should not even say that it just looked really generic, like what they showed of it. (laughs) Do you disagree?
1: No, no, I don't disagree. I just, I think it's funny that you said that because someone's going to be mad at you.
0: (laughs) Well, that's fine. I just, maybe I don't, like I said, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. It just didn't look all that great in in the especially like the game informer cover stories and stuff it didn't look all that stellar but hopefully it's really good though hopefully it's really good um i think there's gonna be a post to something like not even a saint can save you from this (laughs) there you go (laughs) so there you go there's gonna be our saints row subreddit topics just a few more here to go uh josh Redfall. Yeah, do you remember that game is coming out i do Gotcha. What do you, What do you think a, a subreddit post is going to be for Redfall?
1: Uh disappointed in lack of Russians.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't mean to be topical. <laughs>
0: Dang. Okay. Whew. We'll see. Um, I think there's gonna be something about like there's gonna be something about vampires being sexy. That's got to happen, right?
1: Well, the problem would be that they wouldn't be sexy because all vampires are sexy.
0: So yeah. So something like gonna be like. <laughs> So something about swooning or worth the bite or something like that. Or stepping be some, on
1: me stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> something like that, I think, is going to happen with, with Redfall. So we're going to have some posts related to things being uh, worth the bite or, or the swoon. All right, Josh. Splatoon <laughs> yeah. 3. Yes. I'd
1: <laughs> Extremely disappointed in season two of Squid Game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's really good, Josh. That's really good. Uh that's really good. Uh I think this is gonna be something about like as weird as it looked.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Those
0: those the man, those trailers have been bizarre. Uh so yes. hopefully it's still fun. I should say hopefully. I'm sure it'll be very fun. Splatoon 2 is great. Um, uh, but yeah, man, those trailers have been bizarre. All right, Josh. This doozy that's we'll see if it comes out this year. It's still supposed to. Scorn.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh it's Jeff Goldblum meme. It says now uh eventually there will be some uh gameplay in this hr Geiger porn, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> mine was just gonna be scorn, more like porn. But like oh, yeah, right, I, I on think, it, right on yeah <laughs> That's like what I man, those trailer choices in that for that game are, are unique. So all right, Josh, just two more. Starfield. Yeah.
1: Starfield. Um uh, I uh <laughs> I've i had time to like think of something, and I just haven't th- thought of it. Uh, I got stuck on score, and I was just too giddy.
0: <laughs> that's okay. That's understandable.
1: Uh, Starfield, Starfield. um, <laughs> Starfield, where everyone can hear you scream. <laughs>
0: oh, that's pretty good. That's good. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> Complain. Uh, I think be- there's going to
0: be something like, Battlestar Mass Effect Trek. Yeah. I mean it's yeah. So I think, yeah. There's gonna be some comparison about like how it took little pieces from all of these things. And that somehow that's problematic, but I don't think that's problematic at all. But I think someone's gonna say that it is. All right. And finally, the just recently announced Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Josh. <laughs> yeah. What do you think there's going to be a post about?
1: Uh but, I mean, it's going to be like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet proves that with not even a year in between Pokemon games, open world cannot save horrible graphics in a shallow game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there's going to be some sort of post about people being upset about the graphics. Like that's all. I don't know what it's going to be called, <laughs> but there's going to be someone who's upset about the graphics for sure. Awesome. Well, listeners, what Reddit posts do you predict are going to happen for those games? Let us know. We'd love to hear. What reddit posts are gonna be out there uh for all of those games, and many, many more. Feel free to jump in the discord, hit us up on Twitter, let us know with that we're gonna to move towards wrapping the show up. It is prediction time, so we record on Sunday evenings and post on Tuesday mornings so that'll fail big news drops on Monday, so we want to give you a prediction of what we think that might be. Josh, what is your prediction?
1: My prediction's for a future Monday, not even tomorrow. It's I'm cheating that Babylon's fall is has to come to PlayStation Plus. To save yeah.
0: it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's very possible because nobody's going to be playing that I couldn't that game. say Game
1: Pass, so I had to say PlayStation yeah, Plus. <laughs> true.
0: That's true. That's probably a likely one, maybe sooner than later. Uh, and maybe they'll have to throw in an extra game that month for people to even not cancel their PlayStation $10 Plus. $10 off
1: and Pavilion's fall. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Okay, my prediction, uh, uh you know, Force getting delayed, it's happening, and I think it's happening at a PlayStation event that happens this week. So,
1: oh okay, yeah, that's what I'm,
0: that's what I'm going with, I'm going real big. <clears throat> uh, Josh, we have a we have an email. We have an email. L- Hit me uh, with it.
1: Consistent emailer, Paul Calico sends us another email as he's. Giving us info as we ask people to. So he says, hey, y'all. So weather has been crazy, right? <laughs> he didn't say sure. right. I just added that. Down here in Texas, we are in the winter-spring transition. 30s for three days, 80 for one. LOL. As for a movie that I have watched the most, because we covered this last week, he says, I don't know. TMNT the movie I watch at least two times a year. But Fear and Loathing, The Doors, and Snatch were staples on repeat for all of high school uh the astronaut game sounds awesome but i would not be backing it because of life (laughs) pretty much nobody played tabletop games with i get it uh josh i also had this issue with forbidden west cloud saves uh so i'm glad to know it's not just me he kept telling me i couldn't sync which is what happened to me uh i turned off the cloud saves which is what i did (laughs) he just made it to play in song he's about to hit level 20 nice also why do i not see josh online playing are you in Stealth Mode online Maybe. Sometimes I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see Kyle on all the time. Uh, as for my recommendations, I'll throw Star Trek Prodigy and Peacemaker. Other than that, I haven't been watching anything new. Thank you, guys. And thank you, Paul. I heard Star Trek Prodigy is good. Also, The Boys Diabolical just started, too, which is animated The Boys show.
0: Oh, yeah. I should watch that. Because The Boys season three is this summer. Yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up. Awesome. Well, obviously, we'd love yeah. to get emails, and we would love to read your emails. So hit us up at VG at gmail.com, and we will read yours on the show as well. With that, we're going to move on to our recommendations for a well-rounded life. Obviously, we're a gaming podcast, but we want to give you one other thing that we're currently into that is helping us live that well-rounded life. Josh, what's your recommendation this week?
1: You know, I, I don't have anything written because I was struggling to think of something to... It was generally a pretty bad week for me. So I didn't really get to do anything enjoyable. It was just uh, a bit stressful. So this weekend was a nice change from that to a degree. So I'd say uh, find something for yourself and give yourself, you know, give yourself an hour to to do nothing, to decompress, to relax. I mean, I'm giving advice that I didn't take myself <laughs> but i uh, i wish i could have done that um because i was gonna say like have a kid and take him to a trampoline park like that's not a good well rented life recommendation that's not for everybody <laughs> um but maybe be retrospective uh because uh, i'll tell you having uh, a child turn five it really made me kind of take a break and think about the past five years um because it's kind of crazy to think about but uh, yeah, do something for yourself. Take some time for yourself, and if you gotta de-stress, de-stress. But remember uh, to make time for yourself because that can be tough to remember sometimes, especially if you're always trying to uh, make other people happy. Don't forget about yourself.
0: Heck yeah, you can help other people if you you know if you're not in a good in good shape. So you got to make sure to take care of yourself as well. Hundred yes. percent. Well, Josh, my recommendation is very different than your recommendation. Is Um, it a documentary? (laughs) No, it's not a documentary. Uh, My recommendation, Josh, is learn how to make a good pan sauce.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's a good recommendation.
0: Yeah, you know, as home cooks, you know, sometimes people struggle with, like, getting that meal to be just where they want it to be. and. A pan sauce is a really easy way to kind of elevate any meal. It helps take any, like, protein you've cooked to the next level. (laughs) And especially if you're someone who maybe isn't a huge fan of vegetables, it's a really easy way to kind of um, knock your vegetables up a notch and make them much more delectable if you're not into that Mm. thing. They're super easy to do. Um, It doesn't take too much time. Uh, And if you get, like, kind of just – A couple three four of them down uh, that are gonna be pretty flexible and you can use them with a lot of different things so uh yeah investigate that that's kind of the one thing like the one big difference if you think about going to like a fancy restaurant versus cooking at home like most people at home have no sauces on anything other than what's in the bottle in their fridge and you can make really awesome pan sauces at home that really will step your meal game up um and make the food you make at home 10 times better even if it's already delicious so Start working on them paying sauces, people. They're so good. They're so good.
1: Nice. I had a little tiny paw I touched my arm when you were doing that, and it really caught me off guard.
0: <laughs> I thought you that, Does were not like,
1: happen in this house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Josh. What do you say we wrap this show up?
1: Let's do it. Thanks for joining us, everyone. In addition to finding us on Twitter and Instagram at Board with 3 you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash board with 3 So feel free to give us a five-star rating over there. Uh, also, if you want to communicate in the more long form, like our good friend Paul Catacote, uh or you're just not feeling social media, please feel free to email us at boardwithvg at gmail We tag our stuff with hashtag boardwithvg, so please use that hashtag as well on all social medias and whatever podcast service you're listening to us on. We encourage you to give us a stellar rating. That is, whether you're downloading us from the Dice Tower Network feed or our very own standalone Board with Video Games feed. You can find me on Xbox Live, PlayStation Network, Steam, uh, Oculus, at uh, YSO Serious S-I-R-R-I-U-S. Kyle, where can people find you?
0: So you can find me on all of the usual places, Twittergram, Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Xbox Live, BoardGameGeek, all at PsychoCross, C-Y-C-O-C-R-O-S-S. As always, if you have suggestions for future topics, be sure to reach out to us on the social media because we want to talk about what you want to hear about. And remember, everyone, whether it be board games or video games, never stop gaming. Kyle. Josh. Sounds like Rost. I just wanted to uh, send you a little message. I believe you've known each other for quite some time, but you've never met in person. Well, as an outsider, I understand that, but keep training, keep focused on each other, have each other's backs, and keep broadcasting that podcast. You're doing God's work. All right, guys, take care of yourselves. Best of luck. Rost.